It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you um, by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutritional information. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank you for listening today. You know, we have a great topic today. It is a very popular topic, actually. It is nutrition for ADD, ADHD. And so today I'm really pleased to welcome Wendy Cates Dancer as our co-host, Wendy is a registered nurse. She's a nutrition counselor and an educator. She sees clients in both our White Bear office and in St. Paul. She teaches many, many classes throughout the community. And I think one of the interesting things is Wendy has a 30-year career as a nurse. And so that brings to the table a wealth of practical but also very technical expertise. And last Saturday... You taught Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods to a rather fun and large group, I heard. Right? I did. I did. Absolutely. I was up in White Bear. We skated up there. I slid out of my driveway, but we got there. Yes, and I talked to 40, 40 uh, people at St. Mary's of the Lake, and it's a church. So if there's any church women or groups out there, um, <clears throat> I have to tell you, these people were so grateful and gracious to get this information. And we were talking about balanced foods for balanced moods. A lot of the same things we're going to be sharing with people today because children's brains are the same as adult brains. Yep. And it's just real. We just talk about real foods, don't we? Yes, we do. And so, you know, it's kind of magical when you stop stop to think about it. Yes, it is. You know, it's just real foods. Also joining us today is Tamara Brown, Tamara is a registered dietitian. She has her master's degree in public health from the University of Michigan. And she also is very busy seeing clients in our St. Paul office, in our White Bear office, and in our Woodbury office. I don't know how she gets around all those places. So, Tamara, how did you happen to pick nutrition as a career? Well, Dar, that's a great (laughs) question. Actually, really, I just like to eat. I love good food. I love everything associated with food. And that's really what drew me into the field of nutrition. So, you know, what drew us to you is your love of good food and your interest in cooking and sharing your knowledge with clients is why, you know, we just knew, wouldn't she be a great fit for us at Nutritional Weight and Wellness? We all love food. We do. Yes, we do. (laughs) So that we we really are pleased to have you on this morning. So well, we're gonna you. have fun with you. So. Yes, tomorrow. I'm so happy that you're here. And uh you have even gone ahead because of not only your love for food, but to also teach people about food. You've actually developed a new service for our clients, which you were very excited about. You're actually taking them to the grocery store on shopping tours and showing them how to choose healthy foods, and to stay away from things that are harmful. Yes, I am, and I love doing that. Basically, I take clients to the grocery store where they typically shop and help them to choose foods without bad fats or high fructose corn syrups. 
And together we read labels, find quality meats, check out the fish section, determine the best oils, and even inspect salad dressings to find a healthy one. And sometimes that's a lot of work to find a healthy salad dressing. Yes, I was going really to say, that's, uh, <laughs> that takes a while. But with so many people, um, you know, having special needs and special mm-hmm. diets and needing to stay away from, when we have lots of allergies these days, one of the big ones is gluten. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I'm sure that's part of what you'll be doing um, tomorrow, isn't it? Just to guide clients on what products to buy and what products to stay away from. Absolutely, Wendy. Um, for and, each... and tailor it to their individual yes, needs. Absolutely. For each tour, I individualize the shopping session to the client's health needs, any kinds of questions they have to really help them save time and money. Well, I know I would have had you go with my husband, Bill, <laughs> rather than myself. Because when he, first, when he first started eating gluten-free which he had to do several years ago. You know, I spent hours in the grocery store reading labels, and it would have been great to just, you know how husbands are with yes, their wives. You course. know, it's like. No, but that would, would have been have, a great idea. Yes, yes, because he would have, I'm sure Billa would have listened more carefully if t- <laughs> tomorrow was telling him versus the wife. You know, there's something that, you know, there's just a little, you know, it's almost like, well, I don't have to listen because she takes care of everything or something. I don't know what happens up there, but right. Exactly. Anyway, that would have been a perfect. <laughs> well, perfect. I, I'm, you know, it takes a lot of time to go through and figure out all these different labels. In fact, when I was at Mississippi Market picking up some groceries last night, I had a couple of extra minutes. So I was really looking at different things and I had my eyes open for a change rather than just <laughs> grabbing the things that I know are safe. And just looking and reading the labels, and it is, it's very interesting when you start doing that. And it does take a lot of time. And so if people want to go on a shopping tour with you, yes. they can just go to, uh, you know, to our website, Weight and Wellness, and um, they can actually contact you through Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So that's kind of how they do it, right? Yep, that is right. And I think it's just been... Added to the website recently. So um, if anyone's interested, just to let you know, the shopping tour usually lasts about an hour or maybe a little bit more, depending on what's going on. And we'll do all sorts of things. Um, As well as what I just mentioned, we'll also go through the fruits and veggie section so we can talk about what kind of fruits and vegetables are more important to buy organic and which conventional ones may have uh, fewer pesticides. You know, I, it's kind of interesting because one of the things that, um, you know, and this is something I learned in the last couple of years is that it's okay to buy asparagus conventionally right. because mm-hmm. they don't use pesticides. But again, it isn't okay to buy strawberries because they use a lot of pesticides. Exactly. So and those, some things are very surprising. You yes. know, I was really surprised about potatoes and yes. celery and spinach. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. But those are some of the things that you're going to go over, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I've so far I have taken about six clients on their shopping tours. And every client has not only been happy with their experience, but also learned something new. So it's been great. Now, That's if great. you know, we have because we have listeners all over the United States. So if you live in New Mexico or California or Germany... 
Um, Tamara just might have to say no to your request. <laughs> but if you, how about India now? That might be okay. But because Tamara is going to India next Next month, right? I am, Dar. (laughs) So that would sure be an interesting shopping tour, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. You never stop thinking about work, do you, Tamara? I'm sure, Dar, I'm sure we can get some clients in India. (laughs) Well, no, that would be a very interesting (laughs) It would, wouldn't it? So the average person, we know the average person spends about 10% of their income on food today. But in the past... The average person spent 40% of their income on food. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. 10% now and 40% in the past. Right. So here's another interesting fact. About 6% of of the children have an attention attention deficit problem. So about 5 million children between ages 4 to 17 have been diagnosed with attention disorder, often called ADD, ADHD. Well, that's kind of interesting. So about 6% of the children now are being diagnosed with ADD. That's a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. And another interesting fact that the average American child consumes a fast food meal one out of every three days. Wow. 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 Huh. Those long lines at McDonald's are <laughs> even worse. 25, 25% of American toddlers, yes, I said toddlers, consume French fries every day. 25%. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's astounding. So the question stands, is there a food connection to attention problems? Or even a better question, is there a cheap food connection to attention problems? Or, you know, foods that are processed, uh, is there a connection to attention problems? Well, that's a really interesting question, Dar, because usually in cheap or processed foods, you find three very inexpensive ingredients, damaged oils, trans fats, and high fructose corn syrup. As a parent, or even as an adult with attention problems, such as um, interfering behaviors, lack of focus, not able to complete a task, sound like anybody out there? (laughs) Getting distracted easily or being impulsive? I would recommend eliminating all foods with refined oils or any product that says hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated on the label. There goes the French fries. <laughs> yes, that's going to be shocking to some people. The yeah. French fries have to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I take people shopping, I point out to avoid those products like the margarines or the fake butter products. You mean I can't believe it's not butter? Yes. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, to eliminate the corn oil the soybean oil, and the very worst oil, the cottonseed oil. So check out your can of roasted nuts at home. Look at the ingredients. Do you see any cottonseed oil? Oftentimes, nuts are roasted in cottonseed oil. Um, also, there goes most of those grocery store cakes and cookies. Yes. It's shocking. It is. If you look at the label, almost every... Cake or cookie has hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated fat in it. 
Yeah. A typical commercial cookie. Still. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so do all the frostings. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Forgot about those things. Yes. And most shocking, some protein bars, even diet foods like the Healthy Choice or Weight Loss Protein Bars, also can have some of those fats. You can't trust the front of the box or the front of the bar when it says that it's healthy. Healthy Heart, Smart Start, you know, bars that are Mm -hmm. supposed to be healthy for you. Yes. It's zero trans fats. Yep. It'll it's, say on the label. Yes. And you have to read the ingredients. Yep. Always important to read the label before buying. So, you know, as a parent, you may be asking, why are these damaged fats, these trans fats causing so much problems? And so when we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. High fructose corn syrup was invented in Japan in 1966 and introduced to the American market market in 1975. Now, today, the average person consumes 63 pounds of high fructose corn syrup. Isn't that amazing? As one of my clients said, it's in everything. Yes, it Just is. Just look at the labels, even in tomato sauce. It's in pizza. And she said, in fried chicken. Bread. Who would ever guess? Bread. Yeah. You know, so why? You know, high fructose corn syrup has been half the price of sugar. In fact, I just heard Mary Nessel yesterday on the radio on yeah. NPR, and she was talking about, well, they're actually, the high fructose corn syrup is being decreased in our food a little bit because they're putting it, all the corn is going into ethanol now. So okay. isn't that good? Well, you know what? I think that's a good place for corn. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, you know, they're replacing it with real sugar. So it's just when they use these products, they become cheap food. And so if you have questions today about ADD or ADHD, call us. It's 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Wendy Kate Stancer, registered nurse nurse and nutritional counselor, and I'm here with Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and joining us today is Tamara Brown, licensed dietitian. And we are looking at how fats in our, our foods affect the fats in your brain. That's a very interesting concept. <laughs> it is. This Monday night, I'm actually teaching uh, Managing your, your Blood Sugar class in White Bear Lake. It's a two-hour class, and the cost is only $25. If that is not the class for you, check our website, weightandwellness.com. I'm sure you'll find one that will meet your needs because we offer many, many classes throughout the Twin Cities. So when you go to a class with Wendy, you learn something, but you have fun also. And I think I can say that for most of our teachers. You actually have fun, but you learn a lot while you're there. It is not a boring class. No, none of our classes are boring. I can't think of one class that's boring. No. No, not even one. No. So we're going to take a couple of callers this morning. Good morning, Erin. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You have a question for us? Um, yeah, you know, as I'm driving into uh, school right now, I'm reading the back of my Cliff Bar, and it says organic brown rice syrup. And 
I'm just, you know, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying is that it's in everything. And I have two small children, 18 months and five years old. And, you know, basically the ticket for me has been just to cook um, fresh foods. I mean, is that what you're recommending? Yes. I mean, everything in those middle aisles has all of this junk packed in. Oh, no. Absolutely. Yeah, we agree, ex- totally agree with you. Fresh foods. Fresh foods. Good foods, fresh foods. Yep. Fruits and vegetables, meats, and, you know, good fats like olive oil. And so that means cooking with, I mean, I use real butter. Yes, that's (laughs) right. It tastes better anyways. (laughs) It tastes much better, doesn't it? I use olive oil, and sometimes I just use Pam for my vegetables. And is that, what do you think about that? I think you'd be better off to get rid of the Pam. You said Pam, right? Yeah. Now, just get rid of that and use just a little bit of olive oil. It's much better for you. And what about the the brown rice um, syrup that's in the Cliff Bar? I think that's all right, don't you, Tamara? I do too. I, you know, a little bit of that is fine, uh, as is maple syrup. And but let's just look at the Cliff Bar mm-hmm. itself. Yes. You know, uh, you ha- do you have the label there? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I eat them every day. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I buy the children's Cliff Bars because I mean they're packed with protein. They're good, you know, to you know put some put some nutrients on my kids when they're on the go. Okay. How many carbs is in that? Um, there are total carbs, 42 carbs. 42 carbs and how much protein? There are 11 grams of protein. Okay, and then grams of fat? There are total fat, 6 grams. 6 grams. Okay, so I would agree with Dar and Tamara about the, a little bit of brown rice syrup is okay, but now you have it in a cereal bar that's very high in carbs. I mean, 42 carbohydrates, that's going to be um, uh, 10, t- 10 and a half teaspoons of sugar that that child mm-hmm. is getting. Or that, well, that... Well, this, is an, this is an adult one. I mean, they okay. have children's size one. This is yeah. adu- an adult size. I mean, when yeah. we're on the go and I need some, like in the morning, if I don't have time for breakfast, I'll grab, grab a Cliff Bar because it's going to give me, you know, the sustainability to, you know, be awake and give me that, that you know, nutrient that I need. Well, some, for some people, they can handle 42 grams of carbohydrates. And maybe yeah. you can. But for a lot of people that have are more pre-diabetic or insulin resistant, yep. that would that would be way too many carbohydrates for somebody. Because we say, you know, try to get down under thirty grams of carbohydrates for that breakfast, and stay around that range. So, you know, you're you're getting a few more carbohydrates than you need, and a little less pro- protein probably. Uh-huh. And it may f- be fine for your body if you're a very active person and yes. you have no insulin resistance. <laughs> You know, but again, you have to look at what kind of a, you know, what works best for you and for other people. So you, you have to be somewhat careful of the number. But I also think, Dar, no, don't you think if we have a child with ADD or ADHD, mm-hmm. that would be too much sugar? Yes, agree. Yeah. So, so but, but there are other things out there that we can find. Yeah. So good question. You know, your first part was doing real food. I think that's the most important. So, hey, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. So let's take just another caller. Uh, Good morning, Beth. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, Beth. Good morning. How are you, ladies? Good. 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 Hey, I just want to go over something with this high fructose corn syrup. I've got kids that are 10 and 13, Mm -hmm. and I've got them reading labels, and they're finding it, you're right, absolutely everywhere. Um, But they also watch Disney Channel. And I have noticed that, I don't know, I think it's the fruit or the 
the corn producers of America. Yes. Must be their lob their lobbying. It's their lobbying group. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're running ads stating that you know, well, what's the problem with with high fructose corn syrup? And they they don't. You know, it's made from corn. It's got to be good. Yes. Could you guys just give me the rundown again? <laughs> On you know, because my kids look at me then like, Mom, they're saying it's fine. Well, I think what they're saying is, and and you know, really, what I want to do is, uh, in the next show or two, I want to do a whole discussion of how high fructose corn syrup works in your body. But just for them to to kind of answer that question, you know, what they're really saying in that ad is that it's no worse than sugar. But then let's take a look at sugar for itself. You know, in probably 1822, we were eating two teaspoons of sugar. And now we're eating, what, like... 54? 54 teaspoons. But I think that's low. Yeah, I think it's more like 63 now teaspoons of sugar a day. So is that, is sugar good for us? No, it isn't really. And it's the same thing with corn syrup. Is it good for us? No. And we're just getting too much, and we know... Because look at the rate of obesity and look at the rate of diabetes today and look at the rate of cancer and look at the rate of heart disease and all the things that the, the sugar actually leads to. It affects our immune system. So, you know, I think if you just say very limited amounts of any kind of sugar or high fructose corn syrup, it's probably a better answer for children. That's kind of how I would answer it. Okay. You know, and... Uh, just say, you know, it's it's they're trying to sell a product and up until recently it has very been very inexpensive and that's why it's been added to so many foods. Sure. You know? Okay. Well great. I appreciate the answer this morning. Okay. You're welcome. Have and I think day. I think if anybody out there really wants to know about high fructose corn syrup, Google in sugar the bitter truth. And there's a wonderful lecture by this doctor that runs an obesity clinic in California. And you can watch his lecture, and he talks. He'll tell you all about high fructose. Corn. So say that again, Wendy. Where did the, where <clears throat> do they Google in? Yeah, uh, it's uh, sugar, the bitter truth. Okay. And you just Google it in, and it'll come. That lecture will come up on the website, and you can watch it. It's I think it's about ninety minutes. It I is. Have it, and it's wonderful. Yes. And you've watched it several times, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes. I've, yes, I have. So let's kind of go back to what we were talking about before break. And, you know, we were talking about damaged fats. Why are they a problem in your child's diet or even for your yourself as far as how it's going to cause attention problems? You know, the thing is that fats make up the membrane or the wall around every cell. And so every cell in your body, think about this, has about 250 different receptors on every cell membrane. And what that does is it allows messages, and then those are like neurotransmitters and hormones and nutrients to go back and forth in the, into the cells. And so these receptors allow the communications to occur from cell to cell, from organ to organ, from one brain cell to another brain cell. So that membrane is really important or from your brain, you know, when I'm thinking ADD or ADHD, you know, your brain cell to your mouth or your brain cell to your leg that can't sit still or your <laughs> yes. hand that has to, you know, be Ex- doing something. Exactly. 
So when refined oils and trans fats uh, make up the cell membrane, it doesn't work very well. The cell receptors become resistant to messages. They really literally get gummed up. It gums up our membranes and our cell receptors. And so we get static instead of clear communication. So really, remember, Wendy, when you said about 20 Five percent of children eat French fries every, every day. day. That's toddlers. That's toddlers, and, and that's trans fats. And that's trans fats, and that is, you're saying, basically clogging up those receptors. Right, right. Gumming up, you know, literally um, gumming up the cell membranes. I mean, it really just slows everything down. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to tell people, you know, you want to. You want good oil. I mean, you wouldn't put sludge in the crankcase of your car, right? And and oil does the same for our bodies as oil does for the car. You know, it 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 keeps everything clear. It cleans things up for us. You know, just like the oil does in your car. Pretty simple. Very important. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, Wendy, you may ask. You know, what kind of healthy fats are good for our cell communication? Well, well, we I will ask that yeah. tomorrow. What kind of fats are good for cell communication? Great question, Wendy. <laughs> well, basically, fats that are flexible yet strong and sturdy, so they can produce well-functioning cell membranes, such as real butter, olive oil, olives, avocados, raw nuts, and coconut oil. So Great. You, so we we know what kind of fats to use, and I think what we should do is take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I am proud to report that since we've now podcasting on iTunes, we are now able to connect and help people with their nutritional needs throughout the United States. So I'm also happy to be able to wish my son, Corey, a very happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Corey! <laughs> you know, it's been a great 42 years. Loved every minute of it. So if you have questions today about attention deficit di- disorder, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. <clears throat> I'm Wendy Kate Stancer, and as I mentioned before, my husband Bill needs to follow a gluten-free eating plan. But because of his blood sugar concerns... Many of the gluten-free breads and muffins were too high in carbohydrates for him. Usually, gluten-free products are made with rice flour. We were so happy to find the bakery in South Minneapolis called Mad Woman Foods. We (laughs) love that place. We go there every Tuesday. They use almond flour and free-range eggs, so their gluten-free breads and muffins are also very low in carbohydrates. Uh, And that's the one place that Bill can have a piece of cake. He loves going there. A piece of cake for 17 net carbs. You cannot do better than that. And it tastes great. And now they are shipping. So if you need a good gluten-free product that is not high in sugar, please go to Mad Woman Foods. Um, They have a website, right, Dar? Mm -hmm. Madwomanfoods.com, right? Yep, it is. And uh, it, the, their products taste just absolutely great. And so let's talk. Uh, we have lots and lots of callers. Have, the do. lines are blinking over there. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. I had a question about um, the carb protein fat breakdown. Yes. 
How many do you recommend? How many grams do you recommend total for the day? And how do you recommend breaking them down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Well, you know, I usually recommend somewhere around 100 to 125 grams of carbohydrates per day, depending on. Now, that is if you're a pretty healthy person. But if you've Uh got blood sugar issues, then you probably have to eat less. Breaking it down so that maybe you've got 20 for breakfast, 10 for a morning snack, 30 for lunch, 10 for an afternoon snack, and 30 for dinner is a pretty good breakdown, and it kind of keeps everything balanced pretty well. Okay. And what about protein and fat? (laughs) Well, you know, usually you think about protein, probably at least 100 uh, grams of protein a day, at least 100 grams. Okay. And usually I think in terms of uh, about uh, two teaspoons or a tablespoon of fat per meal and snack. I mean, that's kind of what most people have eaten traditionally, about a tablespoon of fat. So about a tablespoon of olive oil or, you know, maybe a quarter of a cup of nuts or something like that, or a half an avocado. Those are all equal to about a tablespoon of oil, fat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there, how much protein or do you need at each of the meals? Do you have a recommendation? Probably about uh, 30 grams of protein or in, you know... 25. Yeah, you want it to be pretty even. Yeah, pretty even. Okay. It works yeah. out well. Okay, you know, thank you very much. Okay, thank You're you. You're welcome, thank Sandy. You. Thanks for the call. Goodbye. Bye-bye. We have a lot. Good to take some more callers, yep, Dar. I am. Okay. Hi, Joanne. Okay. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I actually have two questions for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, the first one is in the morning, I usually have one packet of Splenda in my tea. Mm-hmm. And um, recently I've had somebody in my life that uh, has brain cancer. And um, a number of people that, you know, have come to me and said, you know what, you should try to get off as many, like, chemicals as possible. For example, Splenda. And I I thought Splenda was supposed to be a pure sugar. I mean, Mm. similar to a pure, pure sugar, if that makes sense. But, you know, I want to watch my weight. So I don't want to sit there and add honey or regular sugar. I mean, the whole purpose of going to Splenda was... To, to watch my intake. <laughs> well, who wants to talk about this one? Splenda. <laughs> Tomorrow, Wendy? Well, I, you know, I will definitely talk about it. Well, first of all, Splenda is not pure sugar. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's made by adding a chlorine to it, chloride to it, actually. Oh. And so, it, uh, you know, it, what you want to do, uh, Joanne, is probably, you know, again, you can go to the Internet and you can Google in, si- you know, the side effects of uh, Splenda. And uh, you'll be surprised what you see. Oh. Um, you see things like um, migraine headaches, um, uh, fibromyalgia. I mean, lots of aches and pains and things. This this is just not good for our body. Okay. And bless your friend that told you we need to get rid of all of these uh, f- basically fake and altered foods. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just, our bodies don't know what to do with them. And uh, they're just not good for us. So if I'm trying to watch my weight, I mean, having you know, no sugar would be good. But Maybe use a little bit of maple syrup. Okay. Uh, you could do that, or you could switch to stevia. Yes. You know what? I did, and stevia is really strong. Well, yes, but yeah, you need just a teeny bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need a, a drop You have to it. kind of play with it a yeah. little bit. Okay, so stevia. Okay, I bought a whole big, big box of that, too, and I thought, well, okay. I'll try that. So you only use maybe if it's in a Less packet. is better. Yes. Okay. You know, like a quarter of a package or something like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. And that's plenty. 
the stevia. Okay, yeah. that's good. And, and that's a, to... that's an herb. That's just an herb. It's been used for thousands of years without okay. any problems. And then my second question was, I love to have a dessert at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all the time, but once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, recently I had bought, like, uh, blueberries and blackberries and strawberries, and they just tasted terrible. And I mean, you... they just don't have the flavor. What would you recommend to have, like, a nice light dessert after dinner if I had friends here? I mean, I would, Well, like... you, you know, one of the things, if you buy organic berries, they have flavor. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I buy organic. And it's they have so much flavor. They cost a lot right now, especially yeah. if you're buying fresh ones. Yeah. But you can buy frozen organic berries, and you still get the benefit. So we often say just put a little bit of heavy cream on your berries, and you've got a great dessert. Yeah. Or just, you know, even whip up a little bit of cream and use a little bit of maple syrup for the sweetener in it, and you've got a great dessert. Okay. Okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much. I love your show. Okay, thank thank you you for calling. So we're going to have to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I believe most listeners are now understanding standing that they need to stay away from refined oils and trans fats for best best brain function. We're kind of trying to get to that point at least. <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's important to put good fats back into the brain. So when we come back, Wendy will discuss how DHA is an essential brain fat. So if you have questions, it's 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, Before we went on break, Dar told you I was going to tell you about DHA. DHA is a wonderful essential fatty acid that uh, works in our brain and our nerve cells. 40% of our brain fat is DHA. It's an omega-3 fatty acid. We call it the king of fats for the brain. Babies receive DHA in breast milk, and recently it has been added to some baby formulas. It should have been there all the time. It should have been, yes. Each egg, this is why we love people to eat eggs, each egg from a pasture-fed chicken contains 100 milligrams of DHA. We often recommend including at least 400 milligrams of DHA for brain health, especially for children with ADD and ADHD. So usually people need to supplement with DHA. The true source of DHA, uh, the DHA supplement, is the oil from algae. Yes, and they kind of squeeze that oil out of the algae plant, and they put it in a little capsule, and that's what a supplement is. So when before break, before we took some calls, we were talking about good fats, and we were talking about how butter, olive oil, olives, avocado, raw nuts, coconut oil are all the good fats that we should be eating. And the shape, when we talked about, you know, brain uh, fats actually have different shapes. And so the shape of the good fat, they look like little horseshoes, and they're all meshed together, and they form a strong but very flexible cell membrane and the receptors. And these fats actually have a name. They're called cis fats. So when you're looking at all your biochemical of chemistry about fats, those are the cis fats, and those are the healthy ones. Yes, they are. <clears throat> Opposed to trans fats, which have a very different shape. Um, they can be uh, straight and hard, one molecule away from plastic. Right. And these fats uh, leave little gaps or holes in the cell membrane. These cell receptors 
then don't allow messages in and out easily. Yes, and when that happens, we see impulsive behavior, lack of focus, distraction, fidgeting, talking out of turn, typical ADD, ADHD behaviors. We often say, change your fat to change your brain, and it really is often that simple. Remember, our brain is 60 to 70% fat. If you want to have a healthy brain, eliminate refined oils and trans fats and get some good things like DHA and our good omega-3 fatty acids to feed your brain. You know, we counsel many children and adults that have attention and behavior issues, and there are so many foods that affect behaviors. Eating only good fats is just one of them. That's what we believe a very important factor. And because we only have one hour today, we decided just to focus on fats because, again, your brain is made up of fats. You know, our brain is over 60 to 70% fat. So how do you eliminate the bad fats and start eating the good ones? And that's the issue. Get rid of the bad ones and start eating the good ones. Time to take a trip to the grocery store with Tamara. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So interestingly, research indicates that it takes nine months for your body and cell membranes to get rid of the trans fats. So that means nine months of not eating trans fats to eliminate them from your cells. So we wanted to go ahead and give you some ideas for trans fat substitutions. And if it takes us nine months, we need to get started right away. We do. (laughs) Uh, We know kids love French fries. So either cut potatoes into French fry shape or buy frozen potatoes with no chemicals. And potatoes are one of those things you really want to buy organic because they're so highly sprayed. But the best would be organic potatoes, again, as I just talked about. You know, the planes fly over those fields, and they just spray. uh, You know, I mean, you can see it in the air. You can smell it. They just fly over and spray those fields because of the potato bugs. So buy organic potatoes, uh, no pesticides. Then fry the French fries in a good oil, like coconut oil, which can stand a, a high t- mm-hmm. higher temperature. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So why coconut oil, you may ask? Well, like Wendy just mentioned, coconut oil and real lard are heat-stable fats so that you can actually fry with these oils in hot temperatures without damage to the fat. You know what, ladies? I'm sorry we have to. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition We have touched on just one food connection to ADD. We know that there's many others, including food chemicals, sugars, gluten. You know, and I will be teaming up with Angela Makepeace to teach the food connection to ADD, ADHD in Wyzetta on Wednesday night, February 24th at 6.30, and on Saturday, February 27th in Woodbury at 10 a.m. So just check our website, weightandwellness.com. And if that class isn't convenient, you know, an individual consultation may be just the answer for you. And we'll be back in a minute. Life, I love you, all is groovy. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-